aspects are, you know, the three, the big three are always exercise, nutrition, and sleep. I mean, everybody, if you cover those, you've covered 90% of exercise, nutrition, and sleep, right? Um, there's the emotional, which is what we're working on here, getting you guys connected to your deeper issues, the things that are driving behaviors, the conflicts that have cost you time and energy and bad decisions, the happiness that you need, uh, relational because leaders are awful in relationships because leaders tend to go two places in relationships either away from them inside their head and just get busy or the only relationships they are in are what I call sourcing relationships I'm in discipling I'm mentoring I'm problem-solving I'm developing but I got nobody for me it's awful it's probably the number one leadership problem I deal with is when I say are you connected yeah I'm connected to a lot of people what are you doing well, I'm developing these people, and then I disciple these guys, and I'm mentoring these guys over there, and then I'm helping my wife make decisions, and I bring in my kids, and I go, man, I want to take a nap after talking to you. <laughs> that there are no internal relationships of support, love, grace, encouragement, validation. Physical, emotional, relational. The missional. In other words, why am I here on the planet? Is my career fit fulfilling the mission? God, God has a meaning for me. I'm supposed to make this mud ball a better place. And am I, am I doing things that are kind of creating the giftings I need and the energy I need and that sort of thing? And also spiritual. That there is a transcendent meaning to life and there's a big picture. And we found out that in the, in the neurological research, we're happier when we found out that there's a bigger picture and we're part of a big army. When we're by ourselves and it's just us, we're not happy. That there's, you know, God has a place for us. So... As, as Barrett said, we see that as optional. And when a person sees that as optional, what happens is then the wheels come off. And I can't tell you how many boards have called me, um, how many owners and stakeholders have called me saying so-and-so. And I always find out when I do the autopsy on the guy or the gal, one of these areas is breaking down. So this is no longer an option. You've got to be, you've got to be selfish, basically, in a good way. Um, the guys that say, I really can't do that because of X, Y, Z, it really helps. You remember, some of you guys over here last year, I came up with this five-word phrase that a, a, a client of mine in New York told me about. And I just loved it. And I use it all the time now. That doesn't work for me. When you got to take care of yourself and you got to do whatever, make sure you're spending your homework time with your friends, having your hobbies. That doesn't work for me. When they say, well, I want you to do this. You say, I can't. Why not? That doesn't work for me. Because we think we've got to justify this to everybody else. That they've got to be, they've got to be sold on our self-care. That they've got to kind of like believe in our self-care. They don't have to be. You don't have to have a 30-minute. You don't have to apologize for taking care of yourself. Don't work for me. I don't have time. I'm doing other things. I remember um, one of my professors at seminary, Howard Hendricks. Everybody in the world wanted Hendricks to speak when he was in his prime. And he'd say, I can't speak. And they said, well, this is a World Council thing in Austria. He'd say, yeah, I'm playing with my kids that night. See ya. <laughs> you don't have to apologize for this. So watch out. It's not optional. Second part goes, uh, allowing an empty tank. And what I mean by that is I have a theory about your relational needs. As you know, you got the 19 needs that are in your... I need something. I need an eraser. Do they not give us erasers, Scott? Yeah, they do. They give us cocktail napkins? Um, <laughs> I cannot find the eraser. All right. 
Um, Let me say you know the 19 needs. This is in a book somewhere, the 19 yeah, needs? Notebook. Is it, is it should be on Dropbox. Drop and, and, okay, and you know, I, I need to review it every year, Scott, because it's just so critical. And people come in like parents and what's that mean? It's important. Oh, anyway. no, I didn't. No, I'm sorry. I'll send it to you. It might be on there, but it's. I've broken down a high performer's emotional needs into 19 areas. It's a book or is it just a page? It's it, his. It'll be a book. Um, this paper, okay. like needs for acceptance for who we are, even if we're bad or good, okay. validation of our experience, etc., etc. And I found this ratio of what you guys need every week, and I call it 93.3. Here's the minimum. You know, you'll say I need a minimum of X amount of calcium, X amount of iron, whatever. This is the minimum of what you need to have an experience with. This is why Scott and I bug you so much about your your homework connections. Is you need a minimum, and I'm going to say minimum. I remember I kind of said something like this in a, in a one-off, and I think Barrett had a cow, like, there's no way I could do this in my life, but just hold on for a second. 90 minutes of a vulnerable, a vulnerable conversation. One week. Now, I don't care... It could be with one person. I would rather it be spread out, but at least 90 minutes total, right? With 30-minute increments, it's just hard to be less than that if you're really going deep. And with three people, which is why I call it the 93-3. I mean, the three is the beginning, three sections. Let me say that again. I shouldn't say 30, because you can go deep in less than 30 minutes. But in at least three conversations with three people. 90 minutes of, i got to get to I'm talking about what's in my gut and how I'm feeling. And I'm, I'm, I'm sad or happy or scared or angry or whatever. But i got to have 90 minutes of this with somebody and broken up into at least three conversations. So I'm not just you know, doing it at one time. And with three people, because I don't want it to be dependent on my wife and you know, show you know, give her the whole shoot and match of all my feelings. That's just not fair to her. And I also want to spread it out because you know, Gallivic might have a, a better way to listen to me than, or, or, or not a better, but a different way to listen to me than Ellison. Would. <coughs> and so I'm, I'm like, okay, I got you know, Gallivic was really empathetic. Ellison really kind of like identified. He had some struggles too. Householder, you know, he he talked about how it didn't scare him that I felt this, and he's 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 on my team. That's my ratio. Per so, quarter. Huh? Per quarter. <laughs> per week. Per week. <laughs> <laughs> um, per week. Per week. Per week. Per week. Every week. I tried. Every week. How? Yeah, the same response you had a month ago when I said this. <laughs> windshield time. Now, let me just challenge you guys again. You got windshield time. Yep. You got kids are asleep time. You got lunch time. You got the time, guys. Yep. So. Yeah, but if you only go and complain to somebody for 30 minutes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Complain? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're in trouble. I forget it. I forget. Uh, look, I put that, uh, I, I use that word for just to get a reaction. But you have to listen to someone <coughs> talk, pull their heart out to you for 30 minutes, too. So you're talking about three hours a week. 
No, actually, that's not. That's not, not. No, actually, it can be if if that's what you need. I mean, I've been in conversations where I just talked to John and I. I don't listen to him, or I'm at a place that I say I can. And we have the relationship that can be. Yeah, you got, but you got that relationship, but it's fair is fair. Two ways okay. It's three hours a week. No, it's not. It's two two ways. If I have a vulnerable conversation and they're vulnerable to me, I get something back too. It's two ways. You can go two ways. Do the same thirty minutes? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's the vulnerability that I want to get to. Who can feel? Who feels like they're, they're? I know this is aspirational, but I want to push you guys to it. Who, who feels like they're kind of getting closer to this? What's happening? I've got uh, several different people that I've I've scheduled into my um, into my month, I guess. So it's, it's probably not happening on a weekly basis, but I'm getting closer there. That are specifically uh, targeted around these topics, or, or getting Good. into asking me certain questions, getting into the conversation, just trying to pull some of the stuff out. It's actually been really. It's really, really freeing and a lot, a lot of fun. So, see, you've had to structure it, I but now that you're, I, I think it's got to be structured with you guys' schedules. You just can't be, well, you know, wonder how Zeke, you know, Zeke's doing. You can't do that. You got to structure. That's just our lives. I have to, I have to structure vulnerability. I'm sorry, except with my wife. But, okay, Mike, you raise your hand. What's that? Just in some of my direct reports in that, uh, we'll, we'll we'll have that kind of go back and forth. Yeah, they trust you. You you've been kind of a father figure, and now they're men, they're there's a mutual connection. Here's the thing. Some of you guys are still in the, this sounds like, you know, uh, I'm getting in, you know, this sounds like surgery. I know it's like, I hate to do it, but when I do it, I like it. Some of you guys are saying, I like to do it. And I think that if you get, the more healthier and more integrated you get in the process, the time will come when you go, man, I can't wait to do this. See, right now it's a show, it's like, oh, some of you guys are like, oh, process group. Uh, I know I should, but it's kind of like, you know, and my eyeballs out. But I want you to get to the level where you're just like, I've got so much to process here, I can't wait till I call Barry. I can't wait till I call Tim. Just quickly, I'm sorry if I'm monopolizing this. You talk about uh -huh. to your junior guys. I call up my friends and I just freaking open up on these calls once a week. They'll be like, I don't want to fucking take his call. It's just too much, too much shit going on. It's, and so, I mean, I don't know how your junior guys feel, but if I kept unloading my junior guys, <laughs> my, fridge, <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just, it's a lot of, it, they are part of the group, they are going through what we're going through at the same time, trying to understand what we're trying to get with the end game is, they'll just be hearing like, what the fuck? Like if, I, if a friend kept calling me up and going through this stuff, I'd be like, two months ago, before I start this, I'd be like, huh? Okay, so 90% of this is with these guys. So 82 of those minutes, 81 of those minutes is where goes, and nine minutes a month, you're unloading on all these friends you have. Okay? <laughs> but my point is, you got to transition. Sometimes we've got to train our friends. We have, I have friends yeah. that are just, we're non-processed friends, and over a bunch of lunches and dinners, it was kind of like, can we do that thing where we're like really talking? Yeah. So some of them just aren't used to that world. You be the, you be the advocate. You, you actually, uh, I'm out, this has really been a transformation for my wife. You gave her some advice when we were at the AIA function um, around just asking her friends who were doing a lot of dumping. I remember her. that conversation. And uh, and she took it to heart. And it's really changed because she was having a lot of these conversations already, but she was the one that was really doing the, the listening. Mm -hmm. And she started telling them, listen, can you just be quiet for a minute? Tactfully. Yeah. She's nice mm -hmm. and I am. Can you just be quiet for a minute? I got some things I need to share. There you go. And the relationships have deepened. And now yeah. she found that I think she has probably five or six or seven of these. 
and it's also lessened her need for me to be that person at the end of the day. There you go. Right. And so now she, she's getting some other. Places. And the girlfriends are probably happy. They're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. Yeah, they're better they relationships now. Too. Yeah, she, she jumped right into it. People. People are happy to do it, except for his friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. If you're vulnerable, you initiate the vulnerability. It's amazing how then that gets reciprocated. They show up. It, they they will. We're they'll, built. They'll, I mean, oh, God, wow, you're really God built real. into they our DNA. They may not do it right away, but eventually they will because they're they'll, yeah, they'll, they're like, hey, I'm, I'm cheating him because I'm just listening to him. Open up. Uh, here's the next one: uh, neglecting high capacity relationships. This is a huge issue, especially if you're a high capacity person. Because um, we tend, especially, or let me go to, into your office for a second. Sometimes we tend, kind of like what Vern was, we were talking about earlier, we tend to kind of take care of everybody in the office. And I have a, I have a model of leadership that's the, the wheel model versus the web model. I think I might have done this last year. And the wheel model is, here I am, I'm the leader, and here's all the spokes. So, CFO, HR, marketing, strategy, IT, sales, admin. And where's the dependency? What's everybody dependent on? This guy right here. And there's something about we like to feel needed, we like to feel helpful, we want to be in the center of things. And then the kids don't play well together. When they've got a problem, I was working with a guy who's a great company, he's in the manufacturing world. But CFO and marketing, which always hate each other, would go, I gotta talk to you about him. Have you talked to him yet? And and the guy, my client would go, Have you talked to him about him? And they went, I can't. He's impossible. And they would go tattletale to daddy and suck up all of his time. And I said, This is your fault. You're creating dependency because you want to be in the middle of things. And I moved him to the web, and I'm not a good artist, obviously, but a web, like a spider web. The leader's still in the middle, but everybody's connected to everybody else. You create teams, you create community, they're talking to each other, and you do not allow somebody to go to you with a problem unless they've talked to the other person first. Maybe a couple times. Don't create the dependency here. You've got to, because you will create regressed people, dependent people, you'll create lower functioning people. These people are going to take it to the next level because they rock and roll with each other and they're innovative and they argue and, you, and it's one of the best things in my life is to walk into one of my organizations and see people like sitting over the kitchen table arguing about something. I'm not even there. But they care about the mission there and they, they feel something and I'm, I'm just kind of like, hi guys, I'm going to get my iced tea and go. I love that. Instead of, you know, oh, answer the question for us. So move into these because you're developing people. Don't let them get that dependent on you. Let, them, let the community do it. Um, failure to connect the dots between your fruits and your themes. Um, Can we slow down? What was the? What are the high capacity relationships you talked about? Um, setting up. Well, you know, not being the center of the wheel, but are yeah. those your high capacity yeah. relationships. <coughs> these same the people, web? HR, CFO, blah 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 blah. These same people are connected to each other and have developed their capacity. So it's their relationships it's, it's, with yeah. each other. It, okay. it's, 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 it's developmental for them, and then you're doing what only you do best, right? John? Yeah. I'm making that transition. You're moving from wheel to yeah, wheel. Yeah, and, and here's my problem. Is I, just, I just delegated a major project down in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And so now I'm sitting here going, 
all right, now what do I do? I'm, I'm really in this void oh. in this. Like, you mean with all my free time? Yeah, I got some free time here. So now I'm, I'm thinking, you know, guilt sets in because I'm, yeah. I'm, I have this free time. And so, I mean, I've got a couple of things I, I have to do. You're this right where I want you. Play guitar. <laughs> but this is really I am, I'm thinking, all right, now what do I do? So I think I got to get the office in the morning and strategize and figure out what do I do with this extra time? Well, I think you need to buy another business. I think that'll really solve most of this bill. And serve missions more. I love this tension. Anyway, I, I, I'm, that's what so, I'm struggling with. So you said you felt the vacuum because you're finally doing some delegation. You got the right people, and the guilt set in. Yeah, the guilt set in, and then what does the guilt say? Just what's the self-talk? Um, again, if I'm not pushing the pedal to the metal, and I'm not busy all the time, uh, people will look at me as uh, he's lazy, he's worthless, he's sloughing off. Uh, People look at me. So there's an externalized thing like the community or the, my industry or my employees or people in my... Yeah, or, yeah, or, or you know, the, the people that report to me will look at me as, man, he's just sitting back there, you know, with his feet up on the desk and I'm out here working my butt off. You know? Do you take it to the next level where you, where you think that they'll say, hey, if the boss is like... If the boss is slacking, then fuck it. Why not I start slacking a little bit too, and then start permeating down the yeah. organization? Yeah, but there's, there's some of that fear. Yeah, yeah. that might that might. Well, hurt. there's always two things to do with that space. I'm really glad you're doing the delegation. And space number one is, I do what only I can do. You know, the model of, am I developing people? Am I guarding the vision? Am I doing the strategy? And am I creating alliances? The big four of my model. One of those is like, why don't I just do what only I can do? And the other is, why don't I do something else? I mean. When people do really big, well in a job, sometimes they get there at 10 and they leave at 3. And healthy people that work for you go, they don't go, what a slacker. They go, that's what I want to be. I want to work so hard and so well that I can have the freedom to take this time off and do whatever I want to. I think that's one of the hardest things to adjust to as your organization grows, is those, those, those moments of time where you stretch and the organization grows and they take on really great work and then they're doing it. And then there's those gaps of, of time that could last days, weeks, sometimes months, where you actually just don't know what to do. That, those are tough times. Yeah. It's, but you got to go, when you're, when you're in those places, you got to go back to the four. Am I training my people? Am I, am I crafting the vision mission? Am I guarding the strategy? And am I creating external alliances and networks with other people out there to keep, keep the biz dev and pipeline going down? Can you repeat this? Yeah, the model is. Um, Four, the four uh, tasks that only the CEO or owner can do are they've got to guard the mission and vision. They've got to be the pit bull because nobody else is going to guard it but them. They've got to um, drive the strategy. Go from point A to point B and be the person that makes sure it gets shepherded. They've got to have external alliances, networking. They got you know, you got to be having lunch with somebody in the entertainment field and real estate field and IT just to keep your brain innovative because there's so much going on. Otherwise, you get really, really stuck. And the fourth one is you got to develop your leaders. So, when in doubt, go to those four or, or play golf. How about self care? Holy That's shit. Golf. Yeah. I like zero for four minutes. What is it, well, I mean, maybe I'll try strategies with self-care. Yeah, you're probably strong in strategy, but that's, that's what people who are at the top do. Is, uh, that's the model. Sheet of terminology. Like, you 
Jim, you said something too about being in the, the area of work and focus. Yeah, well, yeah. I look at it like a rotating thing. Every week I need to do something meaningful in those things. If I'm not doing something meaningful in those four things, I'm kind of out of balance. And then the wheels will come off in the co-organization. All right, um, failure to connect the dots between your fruits and your themes. Um, just a huge issue because we tend to be we tend to be looking at either the wins or the losses you know as our report card right so we you know this guy makes 15 at in net and that's a win right or you lost a lot of money or you had a key hire leave or the market change or whatever and that's a loss. Well, that's important to look at in a lagging kind of way, but the real issue is you've got to go to the why and because this is the fruit. Your wins and losses are your fruit. And the root is down here with other things. This is the reaping. Right? You're supposed to read like the Bible says, but this is the sowing. And you've got to go to the whys, and the whys tend to be either because of your own character. Who was the one that said, I, oh, like, I like what Zeke said, I didn't, I didn't confront some things and nip them in the boat when I should have. That was a character thing that cost him. He's working on that. Or it's because of a structural problem. I don't have the right systems and processes or it's because of a talent problem, or strike character, structure, or my talent, or it's because of the focus. I'm not happy with focus. It's a talent structure. Character, structure, your talent, your focus. And so, what we tend to do, the big mistakes people make is that we, we knee-jerk and we go tactical. Like, for example, a company, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not making the sales numbers, and sales numbers are kind of like blood. And so the manager, the sucky manager, will say, well, make more sales, make more phone calls, and then just drives them harder. Well, that's not really effective. It might be, why aren't they making the sales? Well, maybe you're not training them. Maybe you're not empowering them. Maybe you don't give them clarity. I was having dinner with a guy who's 25 years old. He's a vice president. He's a son of an owner. He'll probably inherit the company. Nice guy. <clears throat> But uh, he was telling me how he's working with, because his, his dad put him in sales to kind of get ready for it. <coughs> and I was asking him how he was doing, he said, I oh, mean, I got this guy who's just, you know, and he's 45 and I'm 25, but I'm telling you what, I, uh, I got this guy and he's got a lot of talent. But I told him, you know, you work for me. And the quota is my quota. I said, I said, well, how's that working? He said, well, I mean, he's hearing me. I said, I said do you really think that's effective? I said, what, he said, what do you mean? I said, how do you know that he, why he's not making, did, did you ask him why? He said, no, I, I just told him, you know, you, you, here's the rules, here's what I require. I said, we all have requirements. But if I were, honestly, I mean, we're having dinner, we're friends. If I was working for you and you said, I'm, you're working for me and I have a quota, I would just start looking for another job. There's lots of jobs for salespeople out there. Do you know anything about his family? about the stresses he's under? How clear you are about the requirements? How much you've resourced him? How hard the market is right now? And he goes, no. I said, well, you're not ready. I mean, love you, you're not ready. So get to the why. That's why I love that question. 
Why is that happening? Because then you'll get down to the root. Don't get anxious and trigger and try to fix the fruit. Work harder, stay up later. The answer is rarely staying up later. The answer is rarely for guys like y'all's timber. The answer is rarely work weekends. The answer is rarely work nights. I've just never seen that make a transformative company. It's pulling back and letting things kind of like fall on your head a bit and people screaming, and I've had to do this a million times, people are screaming and all this, and you sit back with, and with somebody you care about that's kind of out of the system and say, I need to rethink everything. And you find out I was afraid of something, or I, you know, I didn't do a hard thing, or I, my self-care was bad, and things got better. But you've got to have that space where it's all raining, where somebody can just get away with you for an hour or two and work it out. Don't be, don't be, don't be reactive and fruit-oriented. Or in a certain, on a system level, don't be tactical until you know what the strategy is. Don't say, well, this month we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll sell people rabbit foot on a chain as a lucky charm and we'll have more barbecues. That's <coughs> tactics. You've got to get to the deeper issues. Really important. Somebody had, Vern, did you have a question? No. Just taking it in, thank you. Uh, number five, kicking the can down the road. <laughs> uh, it's a big problem when... Um, when there's something that you just don't want to do and you put it off. Um, I'll give you an example. Like my assistant, Christine's great. And we've got a, she's the best assistant I've ever had. And I was getting her performance review and working on that. And I had this, uh, since I'm so dependent on her because it's just me and her and a few other people, we have this uh, little syncing thing called Wonderlist as an app. And Wonderlist is it's my to-do list. Here's what I want by when and, and, and she'll it's how we talk when I'm on planes or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, did you call so and so? Did you do this? And this is due by when. And I was looking at their list, and it had 30 things on it, which is a lot to do in a day. Yeah. And then um, the next day, all those things were now like there were 30 things on Monday, and it was the same 30 on Tuesday, <laughs> and the same 30 things on Wednesday. <laughs> and I sat down. And I said, I don't think our system's working here. I said, you're just kicking the can down the road. And then I found out how much I've been overwhelming her and throwing stuff at her that she can't do. And I said, okay, let's fix all this. So I said, number one, how much of your life is my list? She said, 30%. 7% is doing your planes and doing your air travel, doing your phone calls, doing your appointments. And so 30% of the things you want are in. I said, okay, I get it. So I got to remember that. How many can you do a day? Because you... You can't do 30 because you haven't been doing 30. You're just kicking the can down the road. She goes, I can do five of these things a day. I said, well, you're being codependent. You're just afraid of me. So I'm, I am releasing you from the 30. What I want, I'm going to hold you to your five. I want you to tell me, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's really important to me. And if I give you more than five, it's my bad. And you tell me, you kick my butt and say, you told me you just give me five. And so I give her five every day that are most important to work out together, and everything changed. <coughs> now she's getting five done every day, and then I'll go to her and I'll say, get this done, and she'll go, well, you've already got too much on me on Tuesday. And I'll say, well, I'll take this one and put it here. Or I'll say, well, crap, okay, do it, do it next week. Now whose problem is it? Is it her problem? It's my problem, where it should be. I'm the one determining the schedule. She is holding me to what I've committed to her, and it's really working. And if I, if I scream and yell and say, I've got to see that guy, she, all she says is, what do you want to not do? 
tell them what to not do, and instead of, I'll stay up later, I'll just take it away. And I went, it worked. So we're not keeping the road, the can down the road anymore. Get to the important stuff. Um, number six, avoid the onerous high value for the easiest low value. And what I mean by that is there's good and there's best, and you guys get in trouble with good because you got so many things that people want of you, and they're good things. You're not robbing banks, you're not shooting drugs. Things. <clears throat> what you've got to do is start doing the less of good things. And I, I have a little model for that that really helps me. I call it the three days. When you're doing too many good things, you realize you're not getting the best things. Remember the best of those four I just said? Here's my three. You got to drop it. I just got, this are the things I can't get done. I can't, I can't like have a lunch with everybody, everybody I love. I can't do this project on going digital this month. I'm trying to make my office digital and get out of paper, right? But I can't do it this month. I drop it or I delegate it and bring somebody else making somebody else a problem, or I dole it, meaning I pay somebody else, I outsource it because I don't want to pay somebody full time for it, I can't delegate because everybody's busy, then I just call somebody and I spend the money and say I'm, I'm doling this out to you and I'll pay for it. Those are the three D's and you got to start doing that more to get to the best things. Just use the three D's when you look at your time. Dole, delegate, or drop. What? No, Sam would just do it. Or do it. Oh, I'm saying don't do it. Like yeah, so you said do it. You guys, about three days, okay? Yes. Right. There's a lot. Well, how's it? How's it? How's it coming? Good and best. Uh, how's it? Uh, okay. Remember the <coughs> I mean, I'm giving you kind of the thirty thousand. The best is the four CEO directives. You know, the things that only you can do. The things I mentioned, the guarding and the strategy, all that. Whatever is in the way of that, got you. Got to do this. Drop it, delegate it, and it. Anything that interferes with those four is going to be a compromise to the integrity, excellence, sustainability of the organization. Just how it works. There's a line in the book that uh, said, enough, I don't know if exactly right, paraphrase it a bit, that obstacles rarely get in the way of your big goals. Uh, what gets in the way is a clear path to lesser goals. And I that love, out me. love, love that statement. Mm -hmm. That was like subphysics. That's yeah. the physics of the matter. Yeah. And then, um, a passive stance in critical alliances. Um, I think, here's my experience. If you look at the introvert, extrovert, you know the, the Myers-Briggs, everybody knows the difference, and we all know that. Introvert gets energy from being alone in the cave, extrovert gets energy from the relationships. Probably most high-performing people, this is kind of, this isn't statistical, it's me, are more on the introversion level. They're very social and they like people and they, they're out there, but they get more energy from the cave. Being alone, getting their head together, going hunting, prayer, having a glass of wine, looking at the, at the sky, taking their bow and shooting everything in the world. But they, you guys tend to get more, some of you get more energy from people, but most of you get the energy from the inner world. But, you're, but you've got a good persona on the outside. People like you, you care about people, but it doesn't bring you that much energy. My point is, this has a tendency to make you not make the necessary alliances. Because since to feel good, you've got to get alone, then you don't think, 
you know, I really need to call Sam or Sally and have a lunch or have a breakfast. You've got to force yourself to do that. So make sure you're getting your energy. But you need to calendar people that are outside your bailiwick, people that are outside your industry. This is why, why I love, as crazy as he was, I love Steve Jobs. Because he was always, I mean, he was looking at art and he was looking at, uh, I mean, he was like a, a left brain, right brain genius. And so you look at the interesting people in your contact list and think, you know, this person's life. I mean, they're in agriculture or they're in manufacturing plastics or they're in the movie business. Have, you know, a lunch a month with people like that because that's where the real players in, in, a, in, a, in a network world are really starting to have new ideas. This disruptive thing is a real thing. And if you don't do this, you kind of stay in your industry and stay with the people you're comfortable with, you're going to start to see trend lines go the wrong way. So take the initiative. Even if you're an introvert, take the initiative to have those lunches. Really, really stimulating. I do it all the time. John, there was a phrase you used last month called open-ended alignments. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure. I had an idea of what that meant, but I wasn't sure that I captured all of it. Open system. What's that? Open system alliances. Did I use the word system or ended? No, I think you said like uh, some. I think it was open-ended alignments. And... Uh, what I thought you were meaning was was this, where you're meeting with people with no real key agenda or objective, but you're building those relationships that you know something yeah. is going to emerge out of it. Is that was that getting it? Right? I just want to have lunch with you. Let's talk about what we're doing, and you'll come back and go. I've had this happen. I can do this. Nobody else is doing this. That guy or that gal gave me this great idea, and I can apply it in my context. So, how's life? You know, but but my point is, don't be passive. You've got to make the lunch, and part of that's part of our mandate. So, growth questions, which of these landmines are you the most susceptible to? What action steps can you take? And which do you need to help somebody with? Um, let's just take a moment, and then we'll, we'll wrap on this, wrap this up. Just look at the list, and which one are you the most vulnerable to? Because all leaders are sort of at risk at some level. Look at it for a second and go, I, I could spend some energy shoring this one up. I don't want to be close to the cliff. What's one of them that jumped out at you? Honestly, as a lecturer, I heard a lot of body language and energy on this talk. More than usual. I heard guys are going, yeah, and kind of those uh, unconscious groans. So I know you're feeling something. I doubt that anybody's going, yeah, I'm fine in all seven. So what's one that jumped out? Three, three. The amount of time in vulnerable relationships. Good. Good. That's and and knowing where your dynamics are, that's important. Bill. Somebody else. High capacity relationships. You want you want to make sure that you're not the wheel. You want to make sure you're in the web. Yeah, and I think I've actually uh, found the breakthrough on the ceiling that I was talking about earlier, and got it in place already. I'm just not utilizing it. Mm. Uh, Nicole and others that you, you know, the ones you've met, cool. uh, they're more than capable of taking that strategy and formulating and getting it into the team play. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I've been. Uh, empowering them enough to do that, nor telling them that that's what I need out of them. Yeah. Uh, so we had a little bit too much gap between the vision and the tactical piece, and, and they can actually make that gap. So now you're starting to drive it by driving their capacities. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. Somebody else? Kicking the can down the road. I, I, uh, What's something you're avoiding? Or, or, or rescheduling and rescheduling and rescheduling. Yeah, like uh, the whole subject of church membership is something that I don't know what to do about, and so I'm thinking a lot, but I'm also kicking because I don't know what to do. All right. I feel 
so I, I, I'm kicking the can on the road and avoiding high, onerous high value for easy low value, I view as very, very similar. Yeah, because you always gonna be in motion, mm -hmm. and so you're gonna solve a little investment problem here as opposed to looking at the big thing. So yeah, yeah. the big thing's been kicked on the road, but it's not because, it's because of six versus five. You guys. And something I'm going to six, not the kicking can on the road, but the exact same thing, avoiding the high stuff because that can kind of get some instant gratification. Why don't you and your buddy go up on a retreat for a week and just talk about this stuff? Get a cabin, get five-star food, tennis court, and talk about this stuff. I mean, uh, that's the kind of behaviors I'm talking about to yeah, get. Yeah. I mean, when I look at the buddy list, go through the stuff, they aren't, they aren't there. I mean, no, I mean a strategic retreat, not a fun thing. A strategic retreat. With your top to, people. To jump in the well. Not emotional. But with your top people, get away from the hustle and bustle and the driving. And we just talk about how we make, let's, let's create a killer company. Do you want a quick response? We're, my organization's me, and then very flat with one guy who's kind of second command, but not designated second command. If I went away with him, the amount of blah, 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 blah shit that I have to deal with would be on <laughs> All right, still a project. Household of you look so thoughtful. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, I was thinking about kick the can down the road. Just anything you've rescheduled more than twice, <laughs> you're kicking the can. Down the road. More than twice, you're you're avoiding something. All right, guys. Scott and I don't want you to be at risk. Watch out for the landmines. Make sure you got structures in place. Do these ideas. It'll get better. Yep. Take five minutes and we'll be back. Quarter after. That's good. That's interesting. That's stuff. Good. Yeah, which one?